did I start it? Nick? I just started it. I didn't even wait. Do you know what you've done? Yeah, what have I done? You've started it without our thinking of a topic. This is madness. So what's the topic then? People are seeing behind the curtain. The Again. truth. The real clockwork. We did do this once before. I know. I know. Yeah. But I thought I'd sell it and it'd be exciting and you just ruin it. It just failed. Yeah. Oh well, never mind. Why don't we do... The, why don't they fill in all those potholes? We did that once. Okay, let's do that. Why don't they fill in all those potholes? It's, kid, it's a good topic, I told you. Yes. Now, what have we got as a special treat for this episode? This I'll episode, which I'm going to, I've decided it's important. At Rum Doings, that's what we've got. And podcast at Rum Doings. That's com. true. It's important to note that this episode is being recorded far ahead. Mm. The events of the modern day, Nick, are so fast mm. that by the time this episode goes out, there could be aliens and... Nuclear, nuclear powered teaspoons. Absolutely, all manner of excitement, and yeah, Rebecca Brooks might have been found guilty and put in prison. Yes, um, America may have the the budget in America may have just completely collapsed, and the whole world could go into a global recession or depression. Yes, all sorts. But anyway, to celebrate that, yes, what we have here is Christi- to celebrate a future which will or won't happen in a way that we cannot predict. Indeed, we have uh, lollipops. Well, this is an interesting <laughs> I have a bowl full of liquid lollipop. Me too. It's rum and lemonade lollipops. Should actually be I too, because I have a bowl too. So it shouldn't be me too, it should be I too. Yeah, that's true. Mm. But this is um, rum and lemonade lollipops that haven't frozen. Mm. Interesting. Nice though. Interesting, Mr. Bond. Really? <laughs> really? Well, you know, you're the racist. You keep telling me to do anti Chinese racism. I do, don't I? Hmm. So. Now I'm just having a go eat Sorry, I don't really want to talk. Alright. Just listen to us crunch through the semi frozen. John says, Why haven't these frozen? He asks about the massively alcoholic lollipops. Not understanding any science. You know what you should do? I don't believe in your science. You should get married to a scientist. If the baby Jesus had wanted us to use science, he would have written a textbook, not a Bible. It's true. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Did we ever talk about the Creation Museum in Kentucky? No. Go! I desperately want to go there. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a multi-million dollar museum, mm-hmm. purely dedicated to promoting um, intelligent design. Right. Do you have a special way of pronouncing intelligent design? No. No? Okay, just wondering, often you do have these special rules. I do. Do you know how I pronounce intelligent mm-hmm. design? Creationism. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Um... And their primary focus of this place... Mm-hmm. Stop breaking things! All right. The primary focus of this place is to prove, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that man coexisted with dinosaurs. <laughs> That's their primary goal. What's the proof? Uh, men, models of men and dinosaurs together. That's that's the proof. The scales have dropped from that. I know, <laughs> suddenly you've seen the light. You know, before I thought... <laughs> it's impossible they were completely different eras the fossil yeah. records make it impossible that it happened we're talking about eons of different yes but there's a model of a man there's a model of a man next to a model of a dinosaur. an intact dinosaur an intact dinosaur model with its skin on with actually with the complete with the skin facial expressions of works there well, is what do you know inside there is a um, a little diorama of the ark and mar- who's who's marching up the ramp onto the ark Nick why? It's a couple of dinosaurs. Uh, where have they gone? <laughs> I don't know what happened to them. 
I assume you'd have to visit the museum to find out. Maybe they were very naughty on the Ark and no, I had to eat them. <laughs> yes. What I love, what I love best about creationists and, mm. and the like, is that how, quite how little of the Bible they've actually read. Like for instance, they'll tell you that Noah took the animals two by two onto the Ark. It doesn't I say that. Two by two. Yeah. yeah, seven by seven actually says some of the animals are two by two, but most seven took seven. Well, you each. need redundancy, don't you? But exactly. I mean, what if the animal they brought on was infertile or gay? <laughs> That's what happened. Gay yeah. dinosaurs. Yeah, they, they were. Oh, I'm a brontosaurus. Well, <laughs> are you really? Because actually, I've heard that brontosaurus doesn't exist as a category, love. <laughs> and then they died out. The tragedy was it was a, a straight female dinosaur and a gay male dinosaur. Oh. And he just refused. He refused to I compromise. Think, I think she should have raped him. Do you think so? For the sake of the species, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm dripping in a, in a kind of Day of the Triffids way. Have you read Day of the Triffids? Uh, no, I haven't. I've I've seen various well, well, TV versions. Well, basically, in the Day of the Triffids, the, the women are told, "Right, we're very few people left. You're going to have to breed now." Really? Yeah, that's kind of... Oh, John Wyndham. I didn't know. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Quite fun. Although, I mean, they would have to if you want to keep the species alive. Even if a lady didn't want to, they would have to be forced, wouldn't they? Of course. Exactly. Of course. Well, they the re- problem is, ladies don't know better. No. And they don't enjoy it. I'm going to get drunk on lollipops. Stephen Fry told me this. That's true. Mm. Um, I'm just going to get drunk on lollipops. Are you okay with that? Do you like alcohol pops? Literally alcohol lollipops. Yes. Um, Did you ever do at university they did um, jelly? Vodka jelly. Uh, Vodka jelly. I don't think I've ever had a vodka jelly. I quite like the idea of it. Well, vodka doesn't really taste anything. It's worthless to me. So, yeah, but it would just be a slightly exciting spiky jelly, wouldn't it? I wonder, is, it a, is it a flavoured jelly or is it just gelatin with vodka? I know, it's, it's flavoured jelly. My housemates made it once. I don't know, maybe I tried a spoon. Rum jelly? Rum jelly sounds much better. We should do that. We should talk about the mayonnaise that I made. Yes, John made some homemade mayonnaise. And as with anybody who makes mayonnaise, mayonnaise is the TARDIS of condiments. <laughs> That's right. Because mayonnaise. a little tiny... Yeah, okay, I want to see if you can do this mental exercise. If I were to present you with a jar of mayonnaise, like and a small jar, not no, a no, big no. jar. No, I'm going to present you with a jar of mayonnaise. And oh, you've thank ne- you for this air jar. You've never seen a, a jar of mayonnaise before. Never. And you spoon some out, you taste it. Mm. Delicious mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. And you've never seen the ingredients. What do you think goes into mayonnaise in that instance? What would you imagine with the ingredients? I would think. Funny enough, Connors I, and Harry never discussed this, you know. I would think maybe egg white. Funny enough, because mm-hmm. it's a bit like meringue paste Me- egg white with some sort of cornstarch some sort of vinegar to give it its tart flavour mm-hmm. maybe a bit of mustard but that's only because you've primed me on that um, because you mentioned that there wasn't yours yep and generally some sort of gum guar gum some thickening agent I would have thought there was some sort of it sounds stupid but some sort of dairy product yes, in there yeah. to and maybe make some it thick of, and white some sort of, yog- some sort of yogurty yeah exactly whey, some whey compound yes, yes, yes why yes. is this dripping must be condensation. Yes, and the lolly's dripping as well. Yes, my penis is dripping. It is. It's embarrassing. I was hoping you were going to bring it up. No, you're going to have to wear incontinence pads to your wedding. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah. Um, yes, John, and his big pad. Whereas to, <laughs> to actually make mayonnaise, mm-hmm. you get two egg yolks. Mm-hmm. You can make it with full eggs, apparently, but uh, this recipe said two egg yolks. Yeah, egg yolks is better. And um, how do you separate egg yolks and whites? With my hand. Of course. 
Any you, other method is... You crack the egg and you let the egg hand, go on and on. And the little stringy bit that connects is annoying so you have yes. to pull it a bit. Well, and you then you get... Push it and, from hand to hand. And, and you get all excited about how well you've done it. Yes. Beautifully separate. Or you can be... You can, you, you can be a transsexual, because we hate them, <laughs> and have a special little special little implement with a little metal sieve underneath it that holds the thing in and takes time and breaks can it. You, and or breaks you can it. do it. You can do it with the two halves of the eggshell, but again, just use your hands. No, but also... Use your hands. But the problem is if it hits the edge of the eggshell and breaks the um, the yolky sac. Mm-hmm. And that's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. So you take two What eggs. do you do with the egg white? Uh, I, I, I didn't actually do anything. I just threw it away, which is a bit naughty. Yeah, I could you have, should do. Could have made myself a little uh, healthy omelette. Meringues. Could have made meringues less healthy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right, so... So... Two egg, egg yolks. It's a good recipe for a, for a mother sauce for our listeners. Mm-hmm. And we beat them a bit. Mm. Beat them until they can... Duff them up. Bit of salt. Pinch of salt in there. And then you uh, get a whisk. I have an electric whisk. Whisk, 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 whisk. I'll do the sound effects always. Whisk, whisk, <laughs> you just carry up. It's more like this. I'm doing a traditional one. Whisk, whisk, okay, so you put that and you whisk it up. And then you put a drip of oil in. Just a drip. And you whisk and drip and you whisk and you drip and you whisk. And you keep doing this. Until a quarter of the oil is gone into there. And you have quite an eggy paste. To How much oil is this? Uh, two egg yolks, 340 mils of oil. Which so is that's, that's way more than you could imagine. So, so, it's so a good that's half two thirds of a litre of oil has gone in there. No, 340 mils. Almost two thirds. One third of a litre. I, <laughs> I, I was thinking two thirds of half a litre. Two thirds of half a litre. Mm. Two thirds of half of, of half a third of a litre of oil. Two, 340 mils. A frightening amount of oil. Yes. Um, uh, but it's not like you've got then two thirds of a litre of mayo. Is it? A little jar. Um, And then, so once a quarter of that has gone into your mix, Mm -hmm. uh, you then add a spoon or two of Dijon mustard. (laughs) You can put. I'm whisking. uh, um, You can, and then you can put, say, a couple of tablespoons of lemon juice, or a split tablespoon of lemon juice, or white wine vinegar. Depends what you prefer. Um, Squeezing lemon. Uh huh. And then you then start whisking again. And now you pour in... You need to be using electric whisk, not a hand whisk, because it just won't work. It will work. Well, yeah, because mayonnaise wasn't invented until electricity. That's right, exactly. Um, and then you now start pouring the rest of all in the steady, slow stream. And out of nowhere, at a sudden point... Watch out if you mug! Have you spilled? A little bit. Oh, it's Nick. Okay. It's okay, right. You're moving out of here soon. Yeah. You're moving out of here soon anyway. Mo- it's my chair. It comes with me. It better not be. I love that chair. It's an awful ghastly chair. It's a hideous colour, but it's very comfortable. So, okay. So then you gloop, 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 gloop. Um, and, and then... Suddenly... No, at a certain point, you look away, the phone rings, there's a distraction at the door, and you look down again, there's mayonnaise in the bowl. Yes. Doesn't make sense, shouldn't have happened. But that's how you make mayonnaise. Oh my goodness, you spilled loads. People make a big fuss about mayonnaise. You were going to leave that. I was. People make a big fuss about mayonnaise. Oh, it's the most difficult thing to make in the world, and it splits, and it doesn't coagulate properly. My first go ever, straight away, easy. Look what I found. Oh, that's nice, that disgusting hairband. Who's left a hairband there? That's probably Craig. Hmm. And he used to have long hair. Excellent. And then you made your mayo. What other mother sauces are you going to? A bechamel. I'm going to load all, I'm going to load all of them. You're going to the, load the most important one is um, hollandaise, because I want to make eggs benedict. Ah, uh, yes. Eggs benedict. But I can't poach an egg either. Yes, you can. I can't. I've tried so many times. What do you do? I've yet to succeed. I'll tell you what you did wrong. I've tried the whirlpool method. I've tried the cup method. I've tried the cling film method. None of them have worked. Put a bit of vinegar in the oil, you'll be fine. In the vinegar in the water? And you'll be fine. Yeah. Nonsense. Yep. We'll do it after this episode. I will... Prove it to you. We don't have time after this episode. You've got to go. 
it doesn't take long. Have you, have you cleared it up enough? It seems yes. there's a lot yeah. of moisture yeah. on those tissues. I, that's it. I don't have... It doesn't take long to poach an egg, and I'll show you how. Mm, I don't have any, any, any eggs left. We've got one in the fridge door that's probably a bit gone. We well, we're not going to eat it. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then you'll be so excited, won't you? I will, because I want to make eggs benedict. Because it's delicious. Are you going to make a little muffin as well for the eggs benedict? I might make the muffin. Are they the best egg dish? I think so, and I've only had it twice no. I think, in my life. Custard is. Oh, ho, ho. very controversial. Eggs, by the way. It mag- is a controversy. Mag- magic controversy. Magic. Eggs are magic. Yes. Right? Because yeah. the, the, the basis for mayonnaise and with oil, that's mm. insane. Yes. Because there's not anything else, it's just yeah. egg. Yes. That's, that's ridiculous. Yes. But they're the basis for, they make cakes. Ice cream. Ice cream. Custard. Custard. Boiled eggs, fried eggs, poached eggs, scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs and boiled eggs, same thing. <laughs> insane. And an omelette. Mm-hmm. It's beyond and that. And a quiche. The egg is, well, egg, scrambled egg, eggs. Egg. You know what eggs are? They're excellent. They are. But They're not... extremely excellent. The ovum of a chicken. I don't think we need to be egregiously punny about all this. <laughs> is the, what comes out of a chicken's vagina. Yes. Someone went, yeah, I'll eat whatever comes out of a chicken's vagina, they thought to themselves. Yes. What a genius they were. Probably a fox or a mongoose. Well, I'm thinking of the first human being to do it. That's a bit existential. I'm not going to talk if you're going to do that. Like, this is impossible to eat. What are the chicken? Liquid. How do the chicken uh, read its Bible? Exegetically. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> you're drinking your lolly. Mm. That's a lot of rum I'm drinking right now. But it's sweet and it's therefore fine. It's my day off. It's sweet and therefore fine. I'm not driving anywhere today. The rest are planned for me. Do you know what? It's no. just gone two. Mm. There's so much of the day left. Yes. And I feel like we've got so much done already. You get a lot to do when you don't sloth in bed like a teenager. But as we discussed before, you can't sloth in bed anymore. It just doesn't work. I can't. It just can't be done. I get up when I wake up. And, and recently I've been waking up before nine o'clock. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Oh, shut up. It's your own fault. You had a baby. You can't blame me. Yes. I have been here too far. I know. Well, just because I had sex with your wife and got her pregnant is not my fault. Don't blame me. <laughs> That's nothing to do with me. You've noticed that Judith, you know, quite a <laughs> wide head and you've got yeah. quite a narrow head. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll be paying <laughs> the paternity. No, no, you make more money than I do. Yeah, but, you're but, yeah, but you're, you're going to be selling your rock, papers shotgun oh, to I'm Sony sh- next year. Sony? Yes. Why Sony? Because they'll be desperate. They are. Well, oh, thanks. <laughs> they are in desperate times, but how much money do you think we should sell rock, paper, shotgun for? I, do you want a funny joke? No, no, a sensible, a sensible answer. I wouldn't sell it for anything less than that which would pay for your house outright. Oh, hang on, that's way too little. It's enough. But the site itself, even if you do a valuation of the site, it's worth it. It's an irrelevant valuation. <laughs> but so, if but the, a house would cost, say, a great house. Yeah. A, no, not even a great house. A, a, a decent house. An, an okay house. Yes. Half a million pounds. I was thinking more 330. Well, 
Oh, the place I want to get is the place we want to move is only two thirty. Well, so I'll give you three thirty. Okay, three thirty for that. But obviously, we need that times four. Yeah, exactly. So you one and a half million, maybe close to two million with tax. Okay, which is overvaluing. You'll never get two million for it. I don't think that's overvaluing it at all. It is. I think bear in mind the profit it brings in. I think that is undervaluing quite significantly. How much should we sell Posse for? That's interesting. What kind of turnover are you doing? Well, I can't say. <laughs> you you pay your five pounds to company's house just like anybody else. <laughs> what kind of turnover are you doing? We make we made over five pounds last year. So did we. <laughs> Congratulations. We're in the over We're, five pounds. Rock paper shotgun is actually making real money. Not. And not an not, exciting not, not mouse. Toy money, yeah. Not an exciting, not speedboat and castle money. No. But actually, it's making dungeon money. Actually, I looked up how much a speedboat costs because Jim and I always joke. Whenever we look like we're actually going to make some money with the site, we always joke we're going to buy speedboats. I looked up; you can get a speedboat for about three thousand pounds. <laughs> so you know, it turns out. It turns out you actually at the end of the year, if you all pull your bonuses together, you can get a speedboat. I had a friend who once said, "One day, I want to be rich enough to wear a fresh, a new pair of socks every day." I've and heard I said. You, you are socks are really cheap. You are. You, especially if you order three hundred and fifty pairs of socks yes. from a bulk place, it would probably cost you about one hundred and fifty. Two hundred pounds a year. Almost everybody could do that. Yeah, only <laughs> couldn't spend two hundred pounds a year for socks. <laughs> it's really sad, isn't it? Yes. Oh, that's a good ambition you had there. Well done. Mm. Um, yes. So, how much did you sell Posse for? I don't know. How much have you spent on it? Well, that's the issue, isn't yes. it? Yes. I don't think it should sell for less than twenty million. I would say that the data center on its own, just in fabric sense, mm-hmm. and the fact that it's got a house attached to it and the land and the it's all set up should should probably be worth a couple of million. Yeah. And there's the goodwill and the customers and so on. I don't know. This is your non gap profits. My non gap. Well, well profits is different to turn Oh, revenue and all that. I don't care. I hate money. It's all stupid. Just give me lots of it. It is fake. Someone come and give me a big pile of it. Money is a big con job, which... So it relies on us all to fall for. No, but it's so, it's so that weak people can get strong people to do their work for them, really. Because if you think about it, think about all the labourers and so on who are digging this stuff and you... We can't, I'll tell you what. You're, you're digging that's probably worth less than my sitting in an office typing some words so we'll have a little piece of paper where we equate the 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 equality mm-hmm. of both of them it's like a it's like a magician's sleight of hand isn't it and here's your piece of paper <laughs> da, 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 but hold on i've just spent three days digging in a mine uh-huh. and you've typed 500 words <laughs> and you've gotten much more paper than i have how, how did that how did that work here's your paper <laughs> you can get some beans with it and a telly Woo-hoo-hoo. This paper sounds amazing. Who can I get some? It's this magic paper. If you dig some more stuff from your mind, we'll give you a little bit more paper. So, uh. So, no, I'll tell you what. I'll swap some of my stuff from the mind for an antelope that you've killed. Well, I'm not going to kill an antelope. I'm going to type some words. But I'll give you some paper. I'm going to write a story about killing an antelope and you can give me some paper. Yes. That's my theory about it. I mean, money is just ludicrous. It is utterly (laughs) ludicrous. It's stupid. It's such a con job. It allows people who are weak to be able to profit from those who are strong. Mm -hmm. That's all. Clever and weak, stupid and strong. It's like the story in the Bible of of, of Esau conning, Mm -hmm. um, conning, being conned out of his birthright for a pot of soup. (laughs) <laughs> or a mess of potage. I'll give you some soup. I like now. the word potage. Mm. Le- red lentils. 
I would have at least held out for some proper mutton soup or something. No, I'm hungry. I've been working. Carrot and coriander. Would you sell your birthright for? Yeah, carrot. I love carrot and coriander soup. Have you read that bit of the Bible? Or you... I, a long time ago. Every day. Every day you should read some of the Bible. You should do little study sessions. Do you do, you do the magic trick? Do you do? Do you say? I need to find out what uh-huh. is going to help me now. I'm opening it up by random. And ye, Joseph um, begat your... Not that bit. Uh, God said, cut off your head. The next bit. <laughs> do, you, do you do that magic trick? No. Because it's silly. But what is there a name for people who do that? Is there it, should be. But is there a fancy Greek term? I think... No, it's not a fancy Epi Greek term. Epidopiaritisit. <laughs> I think it's uh, idiot is the correct term. But people do that. I've seen them. Of course they do. I just opened the Bible at a random no, page. No, and... I dropped the Bible onto the desk. Yes. And then, fluttered open and there I read don't be horrible be nice and you know what but so there are two it, the, the thing is it probably is the case that what they read well, you is can helpful. be inspired by anything that there are vast read. amounts of the we can, we can argue about the negativities of the bible but there are vast amounts of it which are very inspirational and very it doesn't positive. matter you can, you can be inspired by the negative bits as absolutely. well absolutely so you, can can, row, you can read the rape of Dina and think oh this is in very most, it's woken up most so places can, you can fall open you can be inspired by and of course it's the discounting thing isn't it? the other 17 times you dropped your bible that year and you didn't and you just picked it up yeah you just picked up again so yeah all very silly very frustrating yes the i'm yeah i'm trying to think what to do with this i really want to i want to write a book or a website or something that will communicate the the um pervasion of superstition amongst christians well you've been talking about that for a very i know but it's it's really bugs it really bugs me the christians are the most superstitious people i know more superstitious than black cats (laughs) <laughs> they're not actually no the most superstitious people are those who believe in everything which is that we've talked about this before that if you believe in crystals then you also believe in tarot and also horoscopes right. and also you just for some Homeopathy. reason exactly if your mind opens up to one of this woo nonsense then for some reason you just go everything oh come on in bring it all in you know those festivals that they um, advertise on lampposts yes and to our psychic festival uh-huh. and crystals and homeopathy yeah. and smells. And I want to meet the person who goes, oh, aromatherapy, that's just rubbish. <laughs> Everything else is fine. <laughs> but they don't, they believe in all of it. There's no, there's no critical, critical judgment at all. It's just, you know, you welcome, you welcome one bit of silliness in and the whole lot I'll pulls in after. I'll tell you who's like that. Who's like that? Catherine Tate. Is she? Yes. I didn't know that. She, she for our American listener, podcast at rumdoings.com, is a... <laughs> Comedian. She's a yeah. She did a sketch show. Well, she, was she, she had fam- a sketch show. More famous for being yeah. someone in Do- Donna in Doctor Who, and she was being interviewed once, and they were talking to her about this, and she loves all the woo rubbish. Oh. Does that make you sad? Well, I'm Are there any other famous woo merchants that you know of? Oh, we do know one because Richard Herring's alluded to her, Julia Swaller. Oh, Julia Swaller did seem to be quite into that. Everything. Yes. Her, her guiding spirit, of course, was a Native American Indian. What a surprise! <laughs> And in the past life, my I guiding she was, spirit uh, was my guiding uh, spirit was a Cypriot accountant. Really, That's you know, never you never hear that, do you? It's no. always oh, a Native American spirit or a Mayan Indian. No, no. Mine was a, a, a Bulgarian. Uh, is an architect designed sewers. Oh right, yeah, the Suez Canal. Yes. Ha 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 ha. You were told off for fake laughing. I was, not I? Yes. It was real. It was my genuine laugh for the first time I revealed. <laughs> That's how you laugh. laugh. So, yeah. <laughs> the funniest comedy ever. Uh, 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 
Imagine you were afflicted with a genuine sarcastic sounding laugh. You are delving, diving headfirst into Mary Whitehouse experience. Really? Ray, a man afflicted with a sarcastic tone of voice. No, talk about a laugh. Ah, uh, well, it was at least it was Rob Newman's stuff, not uh, P- P- Punt and Dennis's. Where is Rob Newman these days? He's uh, author, stand up. He's fancy not a stand up though. He does. Start, he fancies himself as a bit of an intellectual. And I'm not sure if he is. Um, but he's an interesting man. He was on an episode of um, uh, Rob, Robin Itz's podcast. Lovejoy. Yeah, it was an episode of Lovejoy. He played uh, a some antiques. <laughs> he played an antique. He was yeah. an antique clock. Tick tock. Stop the war. Tick tock. So it was Rob Newman stop the war. I imagine so. He looks this all. How rude! With his long hair. He doesn't have hasn't had long hair in decades. Ponytail. He hasn't had that for decades. The deal and Newman. It was the early nineties, Nick. You got to forgive these people. The deal and Newman in pieces. You remember, remember the deal in pieces? Mm. I do remember them, yes, because they were, did the Mary Wiles experience with the lovely Punt and Dennis. Yes. And then they went off and did their thing, and then and Punt and Dennis went off and did the Now Show, <laughs> which we haven't mentioned for so many episodes. You have to mention it properly. They went off and did the Now Show. They have um, John Finnamore on it more often these days. Mm. He's not going back to us. Our friend John Finnamore. The next never invited us to a recording of Cabin Pressure. The next series of which is currently being broadcast, or will have been just finished when you listen to the side. Mm-hmm. Still good. Still funny. Good. I haven't listened to any of them. I'm saving them up. How can you do that? I'm going to gobble them up in one big go. How do you do that, John? They're broadcast and then they're on iPlayer just for a week. That's a good point. Oh, I don't think it through. I'm going to have to invent time travel. Yes. Did you see... I imagine the Rio will... Um, will say you will, will smash all the time travel machines and say they allow you too easily to circumvent. <laughs> <laughs> what would happen yes. if you went forward in time to 70 years after the author's death where it were, uh, was out of copyright, mm-hmm. made copies of the men, mm-hmm. and brought them back? Ooh. We should challenge them and ask them. We should ask really serious questions and put that one in as well. And finally, after discussing the um, notion of French Romantic um, individualism and its influence on the um, on the moral rights perception of intellectual property, what would happen if we invented a time machine and went forward in time? <laughs> And brought the copies back uh, after uh, they've been in the uh, public uh, domain. Uh, and uh, next week on uh, in our time, we'll be discussing what are the moral implications of time travel. Uh, do you know the thing, the thing about in our time? My Melbourne Bragg impression is the worst impression of all yes. time. The thing about in our time, <laughs> it, uh, it, it our should time. be so interesting. It all the topics are interesting. Yep, but it always manages. <laughs> it's not. It always manages. I, I always find out. After five minutes, I'm not listening. <laughs> it's just become a background hum. Baudelaire, quantum, Roman side. What I love about it is that it's the, the countdown to his first mistake. That's what I love about listening to In Our Time. In Our Time, for our American listener, is a Radio 4 programme. I believe you can download a podcast of it from their website, yes. um, in which three... Uh, academics in a uh, expert in a particular field. We'll discuss that field. Discuss that field for forty five. Well, that topic. So it'll be yes. something like this week we're going to discuss utilitarianism. Mm-hmm. Next week we're going to discuss pie. And every uh, single week I hear the last fifteen minutes or so of a very boring episode. They'll be discussing a poet I've never heard of and I yeah. care about. And he'll say, uh, "Next week on it, I'll tell you we'll be discussing something I really want to hear. Never ever hear it. I've <laughs> never heard two episodes of it in our no. time in a row. I'm not sure if it's possible. His mistake as well." 
Um, yes, his mistake. He, he makes a mistake so, so early on in each so episode. As far as I can tell, what it means is that he has taken this and said that it is a utilitarian argument for morality. Uh, well, no, 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 Melvin, he, he doesn't actually <laughs> say that at all. Um, oh, really? But it's sort of it. No, no not really. Because you read the Wikipedia entry before we started recording. And no, I've heard from somebody who's actually works in that environment. Mm-hmm. He's given almost a whole script. Really? And then he, when he breaks out of the script, he makes a big mistake. Because I, I imagine he works very hard. He seems the sort who does. He probably does, yes. But it's the, no, it's more the, the, just the bad radio. So he'll say, Oh, welcome to it, I'll tell And he'll just like, stop speaking at a certain point and just forget sentences. Mm. That's what I like about him. Who, I think we should get the listeners to vote on whose Melvin Bragg impression is best. Yes. Laura's is best. No. It is. Haven't you heard her do it? No. I have. Have you? Laura's never. Laura has no idea who Melvin Bragg is. Why not? Because she's an ignoramus. Well, she comes from the Midlands. She's not an ignoramus. Clearly, she's a very intelligent scientist. However, she doesn't really listen to Radio Four or culture. But I'll change that. You will change. There's a lot you're going to change as well. Oh, there was yes. one thing we discussed today which you you had to modify as well. Oh, donkey. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think we should even shame her in public for that. No, it's I not, think actually, I think it's not fair. I think I think people will start hating her. Exactly, it's a bit like revealing how she's so racist or something yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. She's a she needs cream teas or something. Yeah. Actually, it would be better to say Laura has to eat a big scone with a lot of cream and jam every day. Otherwise, who knows where her fingers will run? Uh-huh. It's it's it's, it's, it's actually it, thing it actually get. is better to say yes. that than to say that she exactly. likes mm-hmm, from <laughs> plus the shame of just knowing people knowing what I married. Yeah, exactly. That's the other problem. Yeah. But you'll change that. You will mm-hmm. change that. It's a challenge, but you will change it. In uh, 18 months' time, I guarantee you saying, oh, I, I know. I ever Absolutely. thought that that was a good character. Mm-hmm. And also, she'll be per- turning on radio for herself in the kitchen. Yes. See, whenever... And I think, have we talked about... Yeah, I don't care. I'm going to tell the story again if I have already. When I was a kid, we used to go have a kitchen, a kitchen radio, mm-hmm. which my dad would always have tuned into. I yes, don't know you- why putting that around your ear. It's been down the back of the sofa. And it can oh, be my. disgusting. Okay. Um, and he would always have it tuned into Radio 4. And I would change it to Radio 1 and my sister would change it to Capital because she was yeah, ghastly. So, okay. And it's just so bizarre that I now just always turn the radio on as soon as I walk in the kitchen. Yes. To I sometimes 4. tune it to Radio 3. Mm-hmm. Well, I... Radio especially if, if Moneybox Live is... Oh. It goes to Radio 3. Oh. Oh. Or Gardener's Question Time or, or the, depressing ch- the, the depressing Radio 4 Sunday play. Yes. As well. And this this good racist. It's death and muskets and cholera. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I had a, pl- a program on radio for a half half hour. How it got commissioned for half an hour, which was a call center sketch show. There's a number of sketches based on people in a call center. It was beyond awful. Like. Like, novelty bad. As bad as Mr. List- Blue Sky. Well, I've not heard Mr. Blue Sky. I can't imagine that it would be worse than that. It was so bad. And the, then they listed the writers, about eight or ten writers. Just this utter bilge. Well, the more writers, the worse it'll be. I just don't understand how anyone can be okay with having put that out. Especially when, if you're doing a call-based thing, you've got down the line to compete with. Mm. And I guess, okay, those guys are pretty expert in the field of comedy. Paul Whitehouse and Harry yeah. Enfield and, and Charlie Higson and so on. Mm. Oh, ugh, it was it was so obnoxiously offensively bad. 
Well, that's hardly anything new. This is how bad it was. They then started a rerun of that awful Lord of the Rings parody thing where the guy's dog is the chosen one and they go into a parallel world and his dog dog becomes a human so they can just constantly do what if a dog was a human jokes. Oh, I can't... Did I say was? I do apologise. Well, I can't lick my own bits anymore. Um, And I bet you that the man said... Can't you? Well, I certainly tried, or you know, something like that. No, no, he just informs him. Is that normal? Yes, I'm afraid so. He says, mm. "You know, if the doorbell goes, he gets very excited." Oh, the doorbell's ringing! That, oh, that somebody's sound- here! Somebody's here! Somebody's here! I found myself quite happy. I was making mayonnaise as I was listening, and I was quite happy to listen to this. Um, as it turned out, after that call centre thing, oh, that's how bad the call. Gosh, horrible! Do a joke from the call centre. No, I can't remember any of them. It was. Oh, I wish I could though. There was one that was just. Did it actually make you... Maybe angry. <laughs> actually genuinely angry. Yes, I've had... It was something. so awful. We should do one... At, do you remember we used to listen to radio programmes together over yeah. the internet and just get angry? We should do that with this programme. Yes, It's okay. that bad. The problem is it's half an hour. Mm. Like the worst ones are normally limited to 15 minutes. 15 minutes of horror. So yes, there are a number of programmes on Radio 4 that I, obviously The Archers is the one that has the most power to pull you into I've the I've realised, actually, you need to give in to The Archers. No. Nope. No, do you know why? No. Nope. Do you know why? No. Because it, w- it is the only cultural entity that will survive you. <laughs> so you never have to worry about it being cancelled. Or It's like when you, oh, but what happens in the last series of House? Or, oh uh-huh. no, oh no, um, Mad Men's finished and it looks like they're having troubles with their negotiations. And Oh, whereas with Archers, if you just anaesthetise <laughs> yourself to it, you know it'll always be there. Come what may, oh, worst comes so to the worst. Bad. You all have for the arches, and it's on, and it has. I've, I know I've talked about this before, but it has that magic power to change the time. So I get up, uh, get up to make lunch, no matter what time it is. Somehow it's now two o three, and the news has just ended, and the archers are starting. Today the archers, Peggy has decided that she needs to kill Jack in his home. That was that continuity now. So yes, <laughs> from the archers. Got a bit confusing. No, he said now on the arches. I know, but he said he sounded like he was from the arches. Well, they should have. It really difficult if every continuity announcer had to basically sound like they came from the program they were announcing. The agricultural story editor should have to the introduce it. Imagine that's your job. That'd be brilliant. What's your? What does it say in your card? I'm the agricultural. I am an agricultural story editor. I wonder what program you work for. So there's the arches, there's Moneybox and Moneybox Live. Women's Hour. Uh, women's Hour I don't mind so much, it's generally okay. I hate it. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to think what other programmes are just you mysteriously and yours. on. Oh, you and yours. Do you know I heard Peter Blind the other day? We haven't ranted about Peter Victoria Blind Victoria heard Peter Blind reviewing 3D televisions. <laughs> what? Without irony, without a joke saying, uh, speaking, saying, so the effect works like this, and yes, that obviously looks better. He's blind. And he's discussing and reviewing 3D television. That's amazing. Well, I heard him doing a really good programme on Radio 4 the other day of um, interviewing teenagers who are just He's following a group of teenagers um, through different stages of their lives. And he's actually. Yeah, so they're called Child Children of the Olympic Bid. Right. Um, I don't like them because the teenagers have obnoxious accents. So well, what, some of them didn't, but I thought he was doing a really good job with that. And he actually seemed to get to know them. And he, was, yeah. he wasn't chat When one of them dropped out of the swimming, whole swimming thing and she's doing other things, he didn't criticise her. He actually was joking with her. And I, I think he did a really good job. But I then heard him yesterday on You and Yours. And he had uh, someone who's the new, de- new dragon on Dragon's Den, this lady who has a haulage company. The lady dragon. The new, there's two lady dragons now. 
That's um, pushing it. It is a bit. Come on, isn't we, it? we got the message. Come on, I know. Um, and so she's on there and she's discussing a haulage company and all this. And, and, she, he's, and she's saying how when she was seven, she knew how to pull a pint because her father owned a pub. And she's like, I could pull and serve a pint when I was seven. And he said, and, and Peter Blind went, Oh, where was your health and safety there, there then, there, eh? Sorry. It was, what? And he just. What's the health and safety about it? I know, it didn't make any sense. And then he said... Oh, health and, and safety. And she just ignored it because she runs a haulage company. So presumably health and safety is really crucial to her business. She doesn't business. want lots of people to die and exactly. to be into the ground. Exactly. And not even just for things, just for the safety of her staff. Presumably she prides her health and safety. Well, even if she doesn't, a good thing. you know, it's, it probably would be quite expensive if her machines kept smashing, she kept being sued and her people yes. kept dying on her. Yes. It probably wouldn't be a good job strategy. And then he did it a second time. He made another reference to political correctness or something and it was like just stop it this is pathetic you've disappointed me and you've disappointed the whole blind community Peter blind. we thought the blind community were saints and you're turning into a sinner I always knew there's something suspicious about the blinds I did as well I should go to the all centre blind camp <laughs> stumble about <laughs> don't even have to build a very big fence out there how can they escape? You never need to redecorate. And how can they escape? I mean, you know... That's true. one stumble about the forest. <laughs> <laughs> we need to stop, Nick. We need to stop early. Stop. Well, how many minutes have it's we... It's half past two. We've done 37. I think that'll do enough. That's plenty, isn't it? I think so. Well, I hope everyone's okay. I hope they're well. Uh, I hope well, things there, have there worked been, out with uh, Gran will, in hospital. There will have been one suicide. Yeah, that's course, true. But we've two, saved. Two have saved. Two have saved. Good. What else? Um, well, I wouldn't worry about... Uh, that phone call that's that's fine that's nothing to worry about It'll, it, it's not quite how you thought it was it's going to work out fine ok good um, uh, oh and also if you're listening and you're worried about it get it checked out mm-hmm. but minimal interventions will be needed Emma you left it on the bus oh better la- call the you better be a hope you better hope you're lucky and it'll be in lost property well that's spoiled it because we don't get any lady listeners that's not true. We had that one, that Australian couple. They do a sex, so there had to be a lady. You can't have sex without a lady, Nick. I saw it in a You're biology so textbook. so racist. <laughs> Australians can't be gay. Imagine being a gay Australian. It'd be awful. We've all heard the Monty Python sketch. That's true. Right, stop. Come on, that's enough. We've done 38 minutes now. It's just too much. That is too much for everybody. Bye-bye. Uh, love you, Nick. Bye. Bye.